Hello and welcome to the Power Switch, gaming's call and talk radio show. My name is Peter Spezia, and this is the first spoiler cast of this show, and we do spoiler casts, I guess, a little differently than other shows, and what do I mean by that? So, on the Power Switch, we have people call in using our Discord channel at rhymeswithasia.com call, and it's almost like a talk radio format, but for games. And so when it comes to spoiler cast discussion, we have members of our community who have beaten a certain game, and they're going to call in and participate. And instead of just having me as a host and maybe one other guest, it's really just a lot of community involvement, just hearing from different people, different experiences with the game. And so for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, that's you know probably one of the biggest games this year. Uh, it's certainly a, an important game, going to be one in the uh, Game of the Year discussion at the end of 2017. But I want this to kind of be an evergreen sort of thing. So I'm not marking the date of when we're recording this or anything like that. Uh, but this is just kind of to stand there and, you know, about a month after the release of the game, kind of where do we stand, uh, different members of our community, and kind of just leave it at that, I suppose. But when it comes to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I do want to kind of give my opinions on where I stand with the game before we go to the callers and uh, hear from them. So I want to kind of cover different, I guess, talking points on, on this show and to kind of open these things up. It's our first spoiler cast, kind of still getting the hang of how we structure this, but normally when uh, we have an episode of The Power Switch, I kind of open for 10-15 minutes to talk about a main topic, and of course the main topic this time around would be this game, but I have talking points here, and so I want to start with uh, the progress I've made, you know, kind of different statistics where we're at. I mean, you know, got my uh, Nintendo Switch here, and uh, just to uh, kind of look up and research where I actually am. Uh, So, I kind of breezed through this game a little bit. I know a lot of people spent a very long time with this game, but I was looking to move on to different titles, and I had only so much time to work with. So I spent a little over 35 hours with The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I completed 36 shrines out of 120. I got 20 Korok seeds out of 900, and my map completion sits at 1.66%. I know that it's... uh. That is a pretty pretty small number, and so many people have uh, you know much higher completion percentages than I do, uh, and so I look forward to hearing about all of those. Uh, but you know the different conversations I've been having with Breath of the Wild for different people. I think it all starts at the Great Plateau, you know, the prologue of the game. And uh, you know, before I go any further, probably should mention if I hadn't said already at the top, spoiler cast. You're seeing it in the title, spoiler cast. What does this mean? We're going to talk about all things with the game. Probably shouldn't bring it up at this point of the show, but uh, just a last call. Like If you have not had credits roll on Breath of the Wild, we're going to be talking about all things there. So before let's get into the Great Plateau, though, and it's kind of the prologue of the game. And I, usually I kind of ask people, like, how did you solve the warmth puzzle? It's the first big sort of aspect to the game where it's really challenging uh, your deduction skills and kind of reading the world as a player and you know figuring out how to uh, tackle this big challenge because one of the shrines to get you know one of the very important items in the game it's up on a tall mountain you gotta go get it but you, you become cold very easy so I've heard some people say oh, I carried a torch all the way up and uh, you know just worked my way up the mountain and the old man gave me a coat or I just carried the torch all the way up and and they made that work uh, what I did is there was the the house that the old man had to the south. It was kind of off one of the uh, the peaks, uh, the cliffs of one of the shrines there. And he kind of fall down there. He's got a, a house there. 
he has a book that's kind of like his diary. And he says, oh, I have my warm doublet. It keeps me warm. And oh, but I, I, I'm looking for the recipe and I'll give it to anyone who figures it out. It's for spicy steak and seafood. I know two of the ingredients are raw meat and hot peppers. Or a spicy pepper, whatever it was. But I can't think of the third ingredient. Well, you're thinking seafood. It's it's probably fish. So I'm like, all right, well, where's where can I get fish? I don't have like a fishing or anything. Where where's a lake here on the Great Plateau? There's only a couple small spots. So I went and I bombed bombed fish out of the lake, just kind of and the you know, fish were kind of just popped up dead, and you just go and collect them. You cook it all up, you get the warm doublet. I I found that to be very handy, not only because it helped solve the shrine puzzle, but also helped when you were going uh, into the Rito village and you had the high elevations there. That also really helped there. You could, of course, buy the clothing there for the Rito and that you know kind of helps uh, with the cold prevention, but it, it went a long way, that warm doublet. So that was, that was really handy. So yeah, a little extra work as opposed to just say, you know, grab a torch and go. But uh, it really shows the diversity very early on of all the different kind of means to, uh, to solve the puzzles there uh, as far as Solving that warmth puzzle, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Now, I think the next thing is then when you got those four spirit orbs, uh, what did you trade it in at first at the Temple of Time? Did you get a heart? Did you get a stamina vessel? I got a heart myself. And as far as my stamina vessels went, I went for a long time. Uh, I think, you know, my stamina vessel I got was uh, after my first heart. So like the second little shrine I went to, I got a stamina vessel then. But one carried me a long way. Like uh, there was a very long time where I did not need a second until I was trying to fill out the uh, the last two towers on the map, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I I need this extra stamina just to get up to that cliff so I can then glide over and then grab the tower and keep climbing. Uh, so I did that, um, but I only yeah I only put in two uh, little stamina vessels, so it was like one and then two fifths. Uh, that was really all I needed, but I know some people you know. Some people got like three full stamina vessels and like, you know, good on them. But I, I wanted the more hearts and eventually became more important, I guess, to prioritize in hearts later. Uh, then, you know, when you talk to people early on in the game, the divine beasts and what were the order that you solved all of those in? Um, I ended up going Zora, then Goron, then Rito, then Gerudo. Uh, that was the order I kind of progressed in. Uh, I found it fitting because I thought Gerudo, at least the boss that uh, that blight, the Thunderblight Ganon, uh, the boss in that Divine Beast, I found to be the toughest of the four personally. So that almost felt fitting. Uh, you know, one critique I guess you could say is that all of them kind of felt like the same difficulty in a way. And well, yeah, that kind of is because players could tackle it any order, and uh, you know that's that's uh, kind of the point of it. So I've never really seen an official. You know, route that anyone can go through, especially when you see all of the uh, the speed runs, and they're like, "Yeah, I I don't care what order. I'm just going right to Hyrule Castle there." So uh, that's going to be interesting to hear uh, what people that I you know I know some people who went for Gerudo first, some people saved the uh, Death Mountain and the Gorons for last. So some of those orders were all over the place. I think the most common one was though, uh, you know, Zora first because you get right off of the plateau, and a lot of people are like, "Hey." I'm Azora, and uh, Prince Sidon is looking to speak to somebody and needs help. So I think the game may kind of direct you a little bit in that direction. But uh, some people could say, well, I don't care, shark boy. <laughs> so uh, so that's, that's interesting to hear you know, what order people kind of tackled that in. 
But as far as the Master Sword went, uh, that was, of course, a delight to come across that in The Lost Woods and solving that puzzle. Uh, curious where people got the Master Sword, at what point in the adventure, if they did at all. Uh, you could easily go through this game and not even realize that the Master Sword is even there. Uh, I know as someone, as I'll get to talking about Hyrule Castle, like I never got the Hylian Shield. That just wasn't you know, a necessary need for me. Uh, but I decided to get the Master Sword. I heard of its abilities and how, how great it is when, yeah, it breaks when you're using it on random enemies, but when you're talking about, you know, bosses of Ganon and Ganon itself, like, it does not break. And I'm like, like yep, I kind of want that for at least the final battle. I did get it before the last Divine Beast, though. I got it before embarking on the Gerudo quest, and I happen to have enough there. I had to do a few more shrines to kind of fill out the 13 hearts that you needed, but... Uh, that was kind of where I got it. So it helped to have it against uh, Thunderblight Ganon for sure. But man, some of his attack patterns were a little tricky. And you know, you get the whole the Magnesis rising. You know, the, in that part of the battle, like that was pretty easy to catch up on. But uh, he, just very, very quick, difficult to hit there. Uh, the captured memories. Wondering how many people acquired. Uh, I ended up getting all of them. Uh, it took a little bit of, of guide help. I know you could talk to Pikango or whatever his name is, the artist that appears everywhere in trying to give hints there uh but it was again it was a matter of you know my time was at a premium i wanted to experience all of them i heard that getting all of the memories led to a, a true ending which uh, it did and that was uh, interesting to see um uh, the weird oddity of all that of course if you did get all of those captured memories uh was that one of them was inside hyrule castle uh you know zelda's research room on one of the towers i think it was on the west tower there and so it was kind of odd to make the first approach on Hyrule Castle. So what my assault on Hyrule Castle then was like was uh, I found the boat and I still had a Korok leaf going with me and uh, got on the boat and I pushed myself across the lake and then I kind of you know, climbed up on, uh, on the rocks there and was able to traverse up to uh, it took some finagling getting around guardians and all that because I never got to a point where like, yeah, I can comfortably kill guardians. What up? You know, I'm bad. It's like I'm still avoiding a lot of them. Uh, so avoiding all the different guardians, you know, some of them spot me, but you kind of pick safe place that you can hide and get out of line sight. But yeah, to go and get that last uh, that last memory and then be like, I got to bail out. I need to go talk to Impa because now I have all of the memories. Uh, that was some odd design. And just to, it kind of interrupted the flow of that final assault. Uh, so then you go talk to Impa. You get another memory. You get a 13th because you get different memories for, uh, you know, the different areas. You know, the Zora, Goron, Rito, and uh, Gerudo. You also get one for the Master Sword. Uh, so I guess it was like 18 total. But you get your 12 that you have on your Sheikah sensor, your Sheikah slate. And there's like, oh, well, there's one more. Uh, and it's kind of important. So can you go get it? All right, thanks. And so, all right, I go get that memory. And I'm fine, I got all the memories. Then I kind of went back and I used the, the Zora armor just to go up the waterfall. It made it so much quicker, so much easier. Uh, was not that difficult at all to go through Hyrule Castle. But, you know, if some people wanted to go through it and, you know, fight the different bosses there. And if you wanted to get the Hylian shield, uh, that would be... That'd be you know a, a much more difficult uh, path to go through, but mine was not that difficult really. And then Calamity Ganon, I mean, to have all of the the you know uh, the Divine Beasts down, uh, and then half of the life bar goes away, that was handy. 
Uh, I reflected lasers for the first time in there because that was kind of necessary to get him off the wall in that battle. Going through, uh, you know, run-throughs, speedruns, and seeing how people are kind of exploiting that boss battle, especially near the end with his shield and then perfect parries and then swinging. It's crazy to see how people are going about these speedruns. That's for sure. It's super impressive. Um, but, you know, the first, the final battle, like the first part, okay, you know, kind of challenging would have been more so if he had more health. And then the second part with the horse, uh, more ceremonial than anything. I mean, not difficult, certainly. It was satisfying to, especially to deliver that final blow, uh, but to have the beast with the different markings and kind of running around. And as long as you were able to get, you know, that laser, uh, you know, just dodge that for the first time. I think I actually got hit the first time because, <laughs> like, my horse was still a little slow to get out of the way. I didn't do too much with the horses. I still had just the one horse, but he was he was pretty well trained, but not perfectly. So as long as you got the hang of avoiding that big laser blast, like, then you were fine. You could handle it. Um, but yeah, it's it was fine. You know, the the extra ending. I don't know if it was necessarily worth getting all of the captured memories for, if especially if you were kind of going on your own and figuring all of that out. Uh, it was it was just nice to to see and provide a little more resolution that you know, Zelda will be okay because man, her, her path uh, was a difficult one. Like you really feel for Zelda and the challenges that she went through as a character. Uh, and it was nice to see kind of that resolution of, you know, she was tasked with being this role, this, this princess that had to find the power to seal away and, as much work as she did and devotion that she did throughout her life, like she was never able to, to figure it out. But, you know, she wanted to be a scientist, a scholar, a researcher, and she wanted to put her time in that and was forbidden uh, by her father. And to have that resolution there at the end with, with the true ending and just like, you see, like, she'll be okay. And you go out kind of off on the next adventure with her. And uh, that was, that was really nice and really reassuring. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if that could have easily been YouTubed, I guess. So it depends on how much progress people made. Other moments, uh, memorable encounters, maybe some strange physics. I don't have, didn't have too much, I don't think. Um, just some odd things, you know, seeing the uh, the moblins, whether you know, pick up the small moblin and throw it at you. Uh, you know, did see that. That was, that was funny. Um, the best thing about that world is how... It gives you all these tools to work with, and you know it really plays by the laws of physics pretty well. Um, but it just kind of sets you free, and I don't think there were really any big glitches per se, but more just exploits of the world and taking advantage of certain things. And you see different YouTube videos where people are doing things with stasis and hitting things long way and then climbing on, or. Uh, there's all sorts of things. And so I'm sure lots of people have different memories of, you know, the weird things they came across in breath of the wild. Um, certainly more if you put in more time, but you know, my 35 hours, uh, you know, there's only so much I could do. That's kind of how I wanted to start this off is just to kind of share my thoughts in the first, you know, 15 minutes or so. And, uh, Really, I want to get to the callers here. So when we come back, we will get to you. Uh, what do you guys think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can also bring up just anything on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. Let's let it all out. It's a spoiler cast. That's when we come back here on The Power Switch.
Welcome back to the Power Switch, the spoiler cast for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is the point of the show where we get to the callers, and like every episode on the Power Switch, we have this segment where we go to Discord at rhymesathasia.com slash call, and we hear from you. So let's let's put it all out there. Spoilers for Breath of the Wild, and uh, let's get into it. Joining us from Kansas, Doba, welcome back to the Power Switch. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty okay. We're uh, we're big into Persona at the moment. Uh, kind of gives it a bit of point in time, I suppose. But let's talk about Breath of the Wild. And uh, I really just want kind of these to just tell me where your thoughts are at with the game. I kind of shared where I'm at, but what are you at with the game? Well, it's probably pretty good that I'm I'm going first here because I think of all the people in here, I've probably played the least uh, and I probably burnt through it the fastest. As much as I enjoyed the game, and I did, it's a very good game, uh, I am not huge on games like that where it's just a million things you could do. That being said, Breath of the Wild expertly combats that by, and a lot of people have pointed this out, the best design decision they have ever made is the map tells you nothing. Until you find it yourself, the map tells you absolutely nothing. And so that whole, like, in Far Cry, when you unlock a bit of the map and it tells you where everything is, where every side quest, where every, like, challenge is, everything, there's too much. It's a bit of a, what is the, what are the words? Paralysis of choice, something Mm, along those lines. So you kind of just sort of seize up. And that's one of the reasons why I never got into Skyrim, because there's just too much. I could do too much. I could go do anything. And I that makes me not want to do anything because I can't figure out what I want to do. And uh, breath of the wild expertly avoids that. Yeah. It's, you just kind of are given the world and you know, you kind of in a way look through link size just with a different camera perspective, but yeah, you you scope around, you see that shrine in the distance, you mark it, you go to it, uh, you know, what link knows. And that, that's uh that really adds into a, you know, the immersion but also just the the natural exploring, and I know there were some people who wanted to, you know, say you know, turn off the HUD, you know, turn off the mini map, make that as real as possible. Um, but there is also the uh, the comment of you know you should fast travel as least as possible. And uh, I'm trying to remember what I... podcast that was. It's just like, well, those people are called those who are not married and those who are not adults. The thing was with fast travel for me is even if you fast travel somewhere, you're not going to, if you're trying to go somewhere new, you're not going to be able to fast travel close to where you're going. Right. You'll be able to get maybe a 10 minute trip from there, but that's still a lot in a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I don't find fast travel to be all that big of a problem because of that. No matter where you fast travel to, wherever you're going, you're still going to have quite a trip to get there. Um, Unless you're going to a town and you've unlocked the shrine at the town or whatever. But that's that's a little different. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like the game so much is because it, it honestly does feel like just go do whatever. Just do whatever. Other games that claim to be that end up not really being that because eventually like i think it's skyrim that just is it skyrim that just 
generates new side quests whenever Probably. you start yeah. finishing all of them. Starts generating like generic side quests. Hmm. I think so, you know, when you mention, you know, not only can you do anything, but like you can climb anything. And when you start playing other if games after raining. that, yeah, if, right. If it's not raining, that's a very good point. Uh, but I went right into uh, Mass Effect Andromeda after that, and that's a place where yeah, you have a the open world, so to speak, of a planet, and you have the exploration there. But uh, your exploration is uh, very different compared to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you have a a jetpack. And I guess that helps, but if it's too steep, you're out of luck. You know, it's not like climb everything and anything like a Link can. To use that that sort of train of thought with a different game that's a little more similar to Zelda, uh, I was playing Horizon a little mm. bit before starting Zelda, and then I got Zelda and Horizon kind of got put on the back burner. I do plan on going back to it probably after Persona, but we'll see. And uh, it's got that that one problem with that kind of game where... What do you mean you can't climb that? That's like a chest-high rock. I could climb that. And Zelda doesn't have that problem because you can climb anything. Yeah, you're just limited and by I, your stamina. Every single game pretty much before this that plays sort of like this has that problem where it's like this is an easily surmountable obstacle, but I can't go over it because shut up game says so. And I think that's why and, it makes uh, sense why, you know, there was a, a stamina bar to begin with. I know some people weren't a fan of it, especially when it came to sprinting. They just wanted to sprint all over the place. But it, it just makes it a little more grounded, makes it seem a little bit more real. Yeah. And it I don't know. It it makes sense, I think. You still gotta have some level of progression in some way. Otherwise, why keep playing the game? Right. That's that's the thing. Like discovery, as much as people want to say that the discovery of stuff is it makes it completely worth it. I don't think it would. You've still got to like have a way of getting stronger. That is what this kind of game hinges on. That being said, with the my spirit orbs, I got the 13 hearts I needed for the master sword. And then the rest has gone to stamina. Really? Okay. Because while I say that I'm kind of glad the stamina bar is there, uh, the more stamina you get, the more fun the game gets hmm. because you stop being as limited as you are. It's really satisfying to have enough stamina to just climb up a mountain in one go instead of having to stop at the little various platforms they leave for you sometimes. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot more satisfying that way. But like, hearts don't matter because first off, you can make so much food that you will never have to worry about hearts ever. And second off, even when you get to 13 hearts, there's still stuff that's going to destroy you in about two hits. <laughs> and then Mipha's <laughs> so, grace kicks in and, you know, just boost that totally. So God, the best gif is though. No, it's not a gif. I think it's just a video where the guy falls off a mountain and then like hits the ground but it's on a slope and Mipha's grace activates, but he's still falling and he oh, keeps no. falling off this oh, cliff no. and then hits the ground and dies. <laughs> I know. I definitely hit like a, a fell a long way and then thunk hit the ground and died. But then Mipha's grace saved me like, oh, I'm good. All right. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> and speaking of like the abilities you get from the, the beasts, um, Mipha's grace is great. Super useful. Uh, Rivali's Gale is probably the most useful ability in the entire game. Uh, that 
let me skip parts of towers. It's so good. Yeah, I, I don't think I used it once. That was my mistake. It's I, I just really, really good. Really um, tried to Urbosa's just work my Fury. way up the uh, work my way up the ladder. Or tower. Urbosa's yeah. Fury kind of disappoints me because there's no way to not do it if it's available. As far as I'm aware, maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, it's it's strong. It could be turned off. Okay, okay, that's good to know. I, again, another one I, I never used. That. I mean. For uh, for Daruk's protection, like that, just you know, kicked in naturally, and so Daruk's protection is is pretty useful, especially during the final boss. Yeah, because yeah. I forgot I had it on, and <laughs> then I got to the part of the final boss where you're supposed to reflect his lasers back at him. Hmm. Um, and of course, Daruk's protection. I only had one left at that point. I don't remember where the other two went. So I only got one, and so the rest had to be shield parries. But they're very generous with those. Yeah. Yeah. considering it was a requirement. So as for the Order of the Beasts, I did uh, the Zoro one first, and uh, that was the best approach in the game, just by far. Yeah, I mean, they're saying, you know, Prince Sidon, Prince Sidon, which then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, Poseidon. Oh, okay, you're funny. Oh, my God, I just got that. Oh, no. <laughs> How did I not realize that? Oh, oh. boy, the, the mirror of illusion is broken. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, they were, they were trying to be punny and everybody loves Sidon. Everybody great. loves, I mean, I believe in you smile, flash him, grin him. Sparkle tooth. <laughs> uh, he does that so often. He does it too often. Actually, it might be a bit much. Uh, he's basically a Gurren Lagann character. I think Moses was the one that pointed that yeah, out. He's totally a communal like character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that one uh, was a good approach. And then after that, what did I do second? I believe I did the Gerudo second. And that one was fun. That approach is hard. It is. Approach is really hard. Like sand seals are really are really hard to control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then even when you're trying to find uh, the one to give you the clothes, I mean... To find it on the roof of one of those buildings at the Oasis, like that was a little tricky to find too. I think I might have accidentally found him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think the the words accidentally found blank is basically the summary <laughs> of this game. But yeah. 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 And then I did the Rito, which that is the second best approach in the game, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Because flying in the air and shooting bomb arrows is the coolest. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. You got to kind of factor for the, the drop off of the arrow. Yeah. But... Uh, the Goron approach sucks. You're right. That does really suck. Oh, the Goron approach. It's slow and it's dumb. And <sighs> I had a couple times. I had a couple times where I fired your, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, the little, little partner Goron that you kind of escort up the mountain. I had a couple times where I just <laughs> fired him off in the distance and like didn't hit even close to anything. Like, just totally missed. He's just like, ooh. And then he comes bouncing back. It's like, all right, let's try that again. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I couldn't figure out the cannons for a little bit because I'm sorry. It's not logical to me that, oh, if you hit the lever, then it moves. Right. But you can't. There's not just a. You couldn't just put a prompt. Just put a prompt. Just put a prompt. <laughs> for the most part, notice I didn't mention any of the dungeons because they're all kind of the same Mm -hmm. 
that's the big problem with how this game's sort of designed, I think. And it's not a glaring problem. It doesn't ruin the game or anything. But it's just a big issue with because you can go anywhere at any time and do anything in any order, everything's kind of just the same difficulty. Mm-hmm. Not really enemies on the overworld because you'll find strong enemies and weak enemies everywhere, pretty much. But like all the dungeons have to be, they can't require any tool that you will not have at that point. And the gimmicks of each dungeon just, they weren't enough to make them unique from each other, I don't think. Yeah, with the Zora with the uh, elephant trunk. Yeah, the uh, yeah, Goron water. lizard that turned to the side. Uh, the Rito was the bird, and that like kind of tilted back and forth. So the one where uh, you had to slide and shoot the malice bit as it was tilting... Oh, that took oh, some uh, that took some work to do, and then yeah, the the that. camel with the the different you know spinning uh, turbans kind of in it. Yeah, it's they're good dungeons, but they're all they all feel like they are the same dungeon. Yeah, and not only that, I think you know the uh, the kind of narratives for each section leading up to like. Oh, I'm going to meet a descendant of the legendary hero. I'm going to have a flashback with that hero. There's an elder of the village involved. Or yeah. in the Gerudo case, uh, a youngin. Uh, Literally the opposite yeah, of an elder. So, but, so it's like it's the same sort of progress. And like then we'll have to approach the divine beast in some particular way. So like, yeah, it, it just kind of got a little repetitive in that sense. Uh, nothing too surprising there. But and again, that's yeah. it's all because like, everything has to be able to be done in any order. Yeah, yeah. And that's the unfortunate side effect of that design decision. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that was notable. Well, like, Link Between Worlds kind of has the same problem, where none of the dungeons are any harder than any other dungeons, Mm -hmm. because you can do them in any order. This is that taken to a more extreme, because I think Link Between Worlds at least had the ability to go, you had to go rent certain tools for that at least, and this game doesn't even have that. I think that's probably that and uh, the weapon durability. It's too much. Oh, gosh, yeah. How it's did we too- not bring that up in a conversation about this game? Everything breaks so fast. Mm, too fast, yeah. I almost like, want, like, if they were going to be... I mean, the one patch they did recently for the uh, the performance and, and the frame rate it seems to have done wonders. Like, that's that's pretty remarkable. But I wish they would patch things like the weapon durability. Like, make that a little stronger. Did that patch fix the Blood Moon glitch? Uh, I don't know. Haven't because heard reports of that, that. that needs to be fixed. If you're uh, not aware, dear listener, the Blood Moon glitch is basically... Uh, I think we kind of figured it out. The internet kind of figured out that it's if you just leave the game going for a while, like you don't just turn the system completely off or quit out of the game and then come back. Uh, if you continue on one play session continuously, as it thinks you're doing, if you just put the system to sleep, something goes weird with the memory and lets blood moons happen at any time. Fantastic. So, like, I'd have points where a blood moon would happen at, like, 2 p.m., and then I'd have another blood moon literally five minutes later. <laughs> And that happened multiple times. And it'd play the same goddamn cutscene. <laughs> same cutscene. Same cutscene that if you skip it, the loading screen is longer than the cutscene. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this this game's got problems. 
but it's a good game, I think. I'm taking up way too much time. I gotta make sure you can get to somebody else. That's okay. It's such a good game. I, you know, where are your numbers? And you mentioned like any of uh, your your hours of playtime, shrines, your Korok seeds, map completion. Where's that sitting at for you? Well, map completion's at about a hundred percent. I've gotten all the towers at least. Wow. Well, um, like, like I on, did at least get that on the on the screen on the you know on the on the map screen at the bottom left, and it tells you a percentage. Is that a hundred? Uh, I haven't looked at that. But yeah, that's, I've gotten that's all the a, towers at least. Right, right. So yeah, that's a different stat. I mean, I I got all the towers too, but there's a there's that's a number similar. in the bottom left corner, and it's like it's your percentage, and it's a it's a woefully seventeen point twelve. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. So nowhere near hundred. So yeah, it's it's woefully low for most people, and that you know is factored with all the Korok seeds and and all that. Yeah, but, yeah. Mine's at one point um, six six. It's a <laughs> Only gotten 56 shrines. I, I pick up another shrine every once in a while because I do take the Switch to school, and if I have a, a, some downtime between classes, I'll play some Breath of the Wild, and that's like the best part of this game is you can take it anywhere mm-hmm. and play it anytime. And then uh, 31 Korok seeds because I don't care. Yeah, it's, <laughs> There are so many of them that I do not care. It's overwhelming. It's too much. I mean, kudos to those. I know some people who did complete the game and it's just like, oh man. Like, Couldn't even imagine that. That's a lot. Those are basically my numbers. I'm about 60 hours or so. Okay. According to the, according to the uh, profile on my Switch. So. Yeah, that's basically where you got to count it. Yeah, like other games came out. Nier came out. Persona came out. I I had other stuff to play. I couldn't just sit there and continue forever. So exactly, 2017 is a crazy year for sure. So crazy. Well, Doa, people can find you on the internet at the Dobaga. Uh, anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, you can find my Twitch channel at Detective Dobaga. We didn't do a stream this week because uh, me and Ben are both playing Persona Five. Um, <laughs> And Which you're not allowed stream. to stream it. Yeah. <laughs> can't stream it. Mommy Atlas says no. Uh, but we last week we did start streaming Yakuza Zero. Um, the next stream, I don't know when it will be, but it will be completely substory stuff. So it'll all be the goofy stuff that makes Yakuza so great. Uh, definitely go check it out. It is at Detective Dobaga, all one word. So definitely look into that. We're also probably going to start streaming Final Fantasy. 15 eventually oh yeah so, that's a good game that's a really good that's game. uh look forward to that definitely give that a look if you can we right. appreciate it well thank you for tuning in and uh calling into this breath of the wild spoiler cast really appreciate your time yep see you later joining us from illinois video game guru 64 welcome back to the power switch good to be back yeah absolutely here with a uh, breath of the wild spoiler cast looking forward to hearing what you have to say your numbers on your gameplay uh that's uh pretty impressive what are they looking like uh well all the shrines which is 120 dang nice i didn't beat the game until i got 120 shrines so well you gotta get the uh the green tunic right that's that's just all part of it i i don't like the green tu- well no i don't like the trousers that uh are uh in the green tunics the trousers of the wild <laughs> is that what they're called? Yes. Oh my god. All, all, all of it is calf of the wilds, uh, tunic of the wilds, and trousers of the wild. That almost reminds me of like what in ukulele. There's the character of trouser, the snake. Like he's literally like a, a trouser snake. Like, like come on. 
Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that. And the tunic and the A, but the trousers, they're not trousers. They're like little short shorts. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah, mm, I don't like those on Link. <laughs> I like more of the Hylian uh, trousers better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mix and match. Yeah, what, what can you do? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> on my map completion, I have 41.35% uh, complete. That's, that's pretty good. That's uh, yeah. a lot more than what I have. Uh huh. And on Coax Seeds, I have. 222. Wow. That is a lot. I right, good good to know with the uh, 222. Okay, yep. that's uh that is much more than I think probably most of us maybe have. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. So, yeah. uh, your your thoughts on the game? I mean, you've obviously spent a long time with it. Like how how long have you played? Uh 175 hours or more. Damn, that's a lot. Uh, that's that's a, lot. a lot. Wow. Uh, so you must have some opinions on, on the game and what it plays like. Yes. Uh, first off, uh, on the Great Plateau, how I figured out the heat puzzle, uh, just cook peppers, uh, like five peppers, and uh, it gives me heat, uh, cold resistance uh, for 10 minutes. So oh, I just okay. booked it booked it uh towards uh the shrine up yeah. there yeah that's one I, way of doing it yeah it so, kind of yeah. it kind of reminds me how i uh solved that kind of the opposite problem on death mountain and how you had uh the not necessarily the heat because that was the desert uh but just like kind of like with the lava there and uh it was fire fire yes, resistance, fire resistance. yes that's it thank you fire yep. resistance. Mm-hmm. yeah so I found the stable <laughs> where they were selling the elixir. Yeah, and me like, too. And it's just like, I, fine, I'll buy it and I'll just run. And then, sure, I bought yeah. the protection in the town. Like, that was the yep. way of solving that. That's, but That's what I did, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the the opening there, kind of that's, that's really smart. Just, you know, cook up peppers and give you yeah. cold resistance. Yeah. So the way I did the dungeons is uh, I did the um, Zoa dungeon forest. It took me like a long time because I I didn't realize that you could tilt, uh, you can interact with the dungeon on your map. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I didn't understand what's going on. So it's like, <laughs> what? How, how am I supposed to do this? And I looked at the map and was like, the trunks. Can I interact with them? Yeah. And, and I I didn't realize that I could. So I. Uh, spent like an hour just uh, going around and like, what do I do? Oh man, that must have been a good epiphany moment though when you uh, you finally figured it out though. No, it was doy. <laughs> it was like, oh, I I'm really stupid. <laughs> uh, every time, every now and then we have those kind of moments. That's okay. I mean, you you figured it out, and then you were able to yeah. apply it to the other dungeons. That's that's good. Yeah, and then I did. Uh, Rudo won uh, second, and that mm. was a mistake. Uh, that was a big mistake because uh, all the electricity, and uh, I didn't uh, realize what you had to do in the second phase of the boss. So oh, that yeah. was a problem. It was it was so, tricky for Gerudo, yeah. 
another hour spent on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> had to look something up to see, like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I didn't. I have. I had no idea that you were supposed to magnesis the uh, lightning rods and put it over his head. So it was tricky. Yeah. yeah. So and then I did the go ons, and then I did. Uh, the Wutos last, mm-hmm. and I should have done the Wutos first. Why so? Because, well, first of all, uh, when you get that cutscene at the beginning of the uh, Calamity Gen fight, it's it shows you um, the four champions and uh, go in this particular order. So I was like, oh, that's what I should have done. Oh, interesting. I never so, really noticed that. So that that's what I should have done, and maybe I will in the hard mode that's coming out. Oh yeah, we'll have to see how how that plays it. I mean, yeah, because yeah. the game was plenty challenging enough. Uh, yeah, but hopefully it not is. the hard mode isn't just like, oh, hero mode. You know, you do half as much damage, and they do double the damage. Like that'd be just a cheap variable yeah. swap. Yeah. Though I did like. Um, set up for the Gerudo uh, dungeon where you had to go uh, sneak through the um, Eager Clan's uh, hideout. Yeah, yeah. That some, was really cool. some people were not a fan of that because just, you know, mixing in the stealth element and one of the, I mean... Well, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't really a big fan of it, but... <laughs> it mixed up the pacing. Uh, so we were talking about yeah. like how it all seemed very samey, but that, yeah, that did kind of mix things up. So I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. And with the the second yeah. boss there with the uh the Yiga clan master whatever yeah yeah that he was, was easy but really, yeah. yeah he was really easy and uh the way he died goes down to pit yeah <laughs> i mean when it came to things like um, master sword and hyrule castle and all that how how did that work out for you i did the master sword uh last because i know that i well, first off, I couldn't uh, find my way through the uh, Lost Woods mm-hmm. because of uh, I didn't realize that the flames are guiding you. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't find my way through it. So I finally looked, someone uh, goes through it and like, okay. And I, I kind of had like a guide that went through it, so... There's a like, video on YouTube or not on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, one of the, I'm sure it's probably on YouTube as well, but it's someone doing like the whole stasis thing, like, you know, knocking a, a stone multiple times and kind of flying. And the way they carry the momentum, they kind of fly into the lost woods and yep, like, they're not running around and they end up. I, I saw that too. And they just end up right there. And it's like, well, okay. That's one way of doing it, I guess. So I, I got that, and then I is that I wanted to get all the memories, so I had to go back and do that. And then the last memories was in Ganon's castle. It's like, okay, that kind of wounds the pacing of the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but, I thought the same thing, too. It's just like, I'll get it, fine, but I'm not thrilled with having to leave to go kind of close that bit off yeah it, it kind of really ruins the pacing of the game especially because the <laughs> music in the hyrule castle area is so good and like it yeah it just builds this tension of like you're making that final push and like 
Oh, no, sorry. Gonna, gonna parasail off and go back to Kakariko. Yeah, just warp right out to Kakariko. It's like, so, come on. So uh, I hear you didn't uh, get the Hylian shield. I did not. Got it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because, uh, <laughs> well, first, I was watching um, a streamer uh, stream uh, that part of the game. And uh, I was like, oh, that's where it is. Okay. <laughs> so. You got to complete the look. Yeah. I mean, you got it, the, uh, like, the tunic. Yeah. Yeah. You got to complete the look. So <laughs> it, it's in the dungeon of Hyrule Castle. If you didn't already know that, mm-hmm. I looked it, it up after the fact. But yeah, to, it's just like okay. Yeah, it, you have to defeat a Skullnox or Skullnox, something. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And I, I feel that like the Skullnox are easier than the Hynox and everything, mm-hmm. but th- those kind of are easy in themselves too. Yeah, I only so. beat one world boss. Uh, it was one of the Stone Taluses, uh, not even like the lava one or whatever, and. That was a little tricky to beat, but it, like not like you, I was about to you know go find the sand snake or you know, the Hinox or anything like that. Yeah, uh, going back to Zoas, so you didn't defeat that Lino uh, oh. with the so- shock arrows. <laughs> I I was so frustrated when I came across that one in particular. That's another like that's a that's a gut check moment. Like you know, are, are you for real with this game? Yeah, uh, and, I, uh, I defeated I defeated that Lino. Wow, well done. Yeah. I yeah. uh, I did not have the patience to continuously dodge and not mess up once, well, uh, well, so I just stealthed around and got those. Yeah, arrows. well, I uh, stealthed around him. I got up on the hill uh, back behind him, so I I was like, do I want to jump off the uh, hill and just glide down to the dungeon, or do I want to fight him? And like, so. Hmm. If you haven't uh, realized this, five of anything enhances those stats of the um, things you you cook. Five iron mushrooms. That's what what I did. And when I went to go fight the lino, uh, when I ate those iron shrooms, the lino uh, hit hit me with, uh, and it took me just one heart. Okay. That would uh that would definitely do it. Yep. That's, that's a good idea to prepare and have your damage or your defense up and yeah, as opposed to I think it was six or something like that as when it yep. hit. Oh my god, that's that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> so just overall final thoughts on uh you know your experience with the game. That's a it's a lot of time you put into it, but you know yeah. your overall thoughts on on Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's very good. Um. I feel uh, like they could have done some more stuff with the dungeons just because uh, you have everything on you already. So, like, more bomb puzzles or more uh, stasis or something like that. You've already got everything you have. So just um, put everything in there. Yeah, there could have been a little bit more there, but it's it's a great experience overall. Uh, I'm I'm glad you seem to enjoy it so much. You know, to put as much time as you did, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. All right, Video Game Guru sixty four. We can find you on the internet. 
at VideoGamesGuru64 on, uh, on Twitter, other places across the internet. Yep. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Have a good one. Take care. Yeah. Joining us from Texas, Jesse, welcome back to the Power Switch. It's good to be back. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a Zelda show today. So uh, what are your thoughts on Breath of the Wild? It's good. I mean, if there's like one word that immediately comes to my mind is that it's good. Yeah, yeah. See, every time they make a new Zelda game, they say the same thing. We are rethinking the wheel. It's going to be brand new. It's going to be the most twist on a Zelda game ever. This time they actually did it, except for the fact that this game actually kind of resembles Zelda 1 more than anything else. But that's a good thing. It kind of feels like a reboot almost. In a way, yeah, it's like a soft reboot. And, you know, every now and then when they have a successful launch, I mean, you can go back to Skyward Sword and and, uh, Aonuma says, oh, well, you know, we look forward to putting motion controls going forward in in all the games because it did pretty well for Skyward Sword, and then, of course, they didn't. Uh, I hope this is one, like, a format that they kind of stick with. And, of course, it's something that Aonuma said, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if it carries through. But I'd like to see future iterations kind of use this structure. I'll be honest, I missed a lot of the uh, things that came with motion control for Zelda. Especially just, like, being able to walk and fight at the same time. That was something I missed. Mm-hmm. But for the uh, three-way weapon system... I kind of get why they wouldn't have that. Still would be nice to walk and flash, though, but whatever. Well, let's start with I, your uh, your numbers. Uh, what, what are you looking at as far as how much time you put in, your shrines, Korok Seeds, Mac Completion? I'm going to start pulling that up right now. But in the meantime, I am going to say a lot of people knew me in the community as being the person who had the Master Sword before even going into a single dungeon. Wow. <laughs> That's a great time to get it. must have, you know... Put it to good use against all those bosses. Oh, definitely. I just wanted to keep exploring most of the time. I just This is the first Zelda game to make me just feel like I don't want to go to the next dungeon. I just want to walk and see what's here. That's it awesome. reminded me very much of Miyamoto's story about how he made Zelda in the first place, of how it was supposed to be just based on his adventures, just walking through Japan and finding stuff. Yeah, That's what it felt like. It just cave. felt like yeah, yeah. find stuff simulator. That's awesome. That's, I'm glad that really resonated with you. It did, definitely. So my completion time was 160 hours. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yep. By the end of the game, I just decided I'm just going to get this game done today. Mm -hmm. I spent my whole day just trying saying I'm going to get the game done today because I had to get back to work. I had stuff I got to do. And now I've got it finished, I'm kind of, I feel satisfied. I feel like that was a part of my life, you know? Yeah, after after that much time. And it won't feel the same next time I play it because I've already found all this stuff. Right. So I hope that they continue to make games like this in the future that have a sort of free-roaming exploration sense. Man, I, I uh, love video next- games. It's just like it kind of it's, it's examples like that where it's just you see the power of it, and you know it's 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 a moment that you know you'll always remember where you were in your life when you played that game for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so other numbers, I got 101 Korok seeds. Eventually, I just kind of said this is enough. Because some of them are just kind of uh, really simple, and I just didn't really feel like completing the Korok mission at the time. And I did fine. It wasn't a big deal. Right, and it's Although, like, honestly, it's like how, many, how many shields and bow spots do you really need? Like, you can put so many of them into weapons, and like those help for sure, but... Yeah, I would have just put more into weapons. 
I honestly don't have the same problem with weapon durability that everyone else does. If anything, some of my weapons didn't break fast enough. Hmm. Interesting. Nova keeps carrying on the balsa wood, and I wish they were made out of balsa wood, because if they were, then I wouldn't have to worry about them in a thunderstorm. Hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> got to always switch but to no, the wood I, ones. I, yep. I'm just one opinion, so if anyone else is having trouble with weapons, I mean, I'm pretty sure that for most people, though, the weapon durability needed to be stronger. Mm-hmm. So I can give them that. Um, shrines, I did all 120. Well done. Yeah. I got 120 shrines so I can unlock the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's, that's the wrong game. I got 120 shrines so I unlocked uh, the tunic. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it has shorts on it. Oh, yeah? It actually... This tunic reminds me very much of classic Link, like the artwork for the pre-Ocarina of Time games. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to see like the different amiibos kind of give you the different tunics, like the one that kind of looks like that. It was one of the 30th, 30th anniversary. Yeah, 30th anniversary. The only Zelda amiibo I have is the Smash Brothers Link one, and I did not get the tunic that comes with that one during my gameplay, so I didn't really bother with it. For all the amiibos I have, like uh, I should have used any of them, but uh, I did not. So, but yeah, those are my numbers. I don't really have the map completion number in front of me. So, way that I use the spirit orbs, I got the full three circles of stamina, and then I put the rest in the hearts. Of course, hmm. stamina ultimately is more important than hearts because Mifa's Grace is going to refill four extra spaces anyway. Order that- I did the beasts in. Well, after getting the Master Sword, <laughs> I decided to go to the Goron one first. I don't know why. I don't really have like a rhyme or reason where starting out. Interesting. I, I knew for certain I didn't want to do the uh, the Rito or the Gerudo one first because I thought it was so cool that you could actually see them pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to do the Zora or the Goron one first, and I decided on Goron. I think you're the and first one I've heard to do uh, Death Mountain first. That's really interesting. I had already been all over the map. <laughs> I had uh, the whole map completed by the time. Not the whole map completed, I mean, but like all the visible p- map completed is what I mean. Like all the towers point. and whatnot? So, yeah, wow. Yeah, and I, was readily, and I was readily just like picking fights with Lynels on purpose at that <laughs> point in the game. So I figured I'll just go and mount. I don't give a shit. You could have just taken on Ganon right then and there, man. <laughs> I've been told that. And I'm part of me is curious what would have happened if I did. But I wanted to get all the story first. Yep, yep. That approach did confuse me because there were times where uh he actually went all the way to the end of the approach without using the first cannon mm-hmm. so i didn't realize oh i'm supposed to hit the sobe lizard yeah yeah <laughs> that's definitely the sobe lizard i had that thing too yeah well i guess it probably is self-explanatory if you actually looked at the mountain i didn't realize i could see it mm-hmm. so after beating the sobe lizard <laughs> I moved on to uh, Save the Elephant. Yep. I don't have a good name for that one yet. Dumbo. D- sure, Dumbo. Because some um, of the puzzles in there kind of sucked. Babber. Babber the Elephant. Yeah, Babar. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the uh, characters in the Zora part of the game. Sidon was great. Mm-hmm. I like the new Zora designs a lot. I think this is my favorite Zora design so far. I'd agree with that, yeah. Mifa's story kind of just broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I guess there might be like a little bit of a Little Mermaid theme there, but probably not a whole lot. Mm. Well, definitely an unrequited love sort of thing, but yeah. It was very sweet, though, with the whole Tunic story and all that. Yeah, 
Yeah. I fought the Lionel anyway, just because. And then I later got told that I had to get a picture of one to get the top, so I had to like find another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, the Blood Moon showed up first, so I just went back there. But <laughs> yeah, at that point, I was like eating Lionels live because every time I saw one, I just wanted to fight it. They were still hard, but every time I saw one, I just wanted to fight it. I had to prove myself. Yeah, you were certainly powerful enough. And then the next one was uh, Rito because I was told to do the Rito story before the Gerudo one because I've heard. Of I heard that the story for that one was a little weak. The approach of that one is definitely pretty fun, the whole flying thing. And I thought the uh, assistant for that approach was pretty neat looking. I liked the design. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Uh, definitely more so than Rivali, So, Well, Rivali makes me think of Falco. That ain't Falco. <laughs> He's pretty much Falco, though. Yeah, he is. He right is. down to his personality. It's the high fantasy version of Falco. He is Falco, but that ain't Falco. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought the uh, I thought Big Bird was a pretty enjoyable dungeon. Mm, yep. There's not a whole lot to talk about that storyline. It's kind of like the setting. Yeah, after I beat Big Bird, I moved on to the last one, which was uh, Joe Camel. I liked, <laughs> I really enjoy how they improved the Gerudo from Ocarina of Time. Yeah. It yeah. felt a lot like uh, they tried to make them into like a part of Hyrule instead of being just... Uh, it's kind of like Scourge of Hyrule. Like they felt like an Ocarina of Time. They felt like actual good guys. In the different cutscenes from the past, Urbosa was definitely the most interesting one. When you know, she's Urbosa like... is definitely like the coolest of the champions, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I agree. Yeah. And that is also my favorite Divine Beast, Joe Camel. It reminded me a bit of like a, an ATAT -AT Sandwalker. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, an ATAT, -AT, sure. but with sandwalking capabilities. I can see that. And I remember how I found it because I didn't even know I was heading for the Gerudo Valley. And I just looked to the side and I just saw this big thing walking. <laughs> and that is something that's so cool about this game. It's just you can see so much of it from a distance. Like, I don't know how we haven't you brought up the dragons yet. But, like, that's a, a similar thing. Like, you yeah. come across the dragons and it's like, what is that? <laughs> I, had, I didn't watch the trailer, so I had no idea they were in this game. Yeah, I just saw them and I was like, wow. It just felt like an actual experience of seeing something in the distance and it's like seeing a rainbow almost it's like yeah. wow i can't believe that's there that was super cool and I, I had no idea what to do with it and until i looked it up later and it's like oh you shoot arrows and depending on where you hit like certain scales or parts fall off uh, yeah first of all i had to fight them and that made me sad because i don't really want, i they were peaceful and didn't really feel like fighting them mm -hmm. but then once i realized he just kind of knocked something off them, i thought okay this is okay right right but yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of trouble with the dungeons. I kind of wish you could go back inside them because I was an idiot and forgot to take a picture of the bosses. So I guess I got to play it again or something. Or I've heard you can actually get pictures of some things by buying them. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's just a rumor. You could. You could. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying okay. to remember what you traded in for. There are ways, yeah. It's it's for like your scanning. I know I, I paid for uh, oh, just different things like chests and... Uh, other things like that, yeah. But yeah, after beating the dungeons, I then decided to do all the shrine quests. And that I actually did use a walkthrough for because I could have found them on my own, but it's just so much time and I have stuff to do. So I decided I'd just use a walkthrough. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's totally fact, okay. I, mean, I just remember hearing about Miyamoto's original design philosophy with Zelda and that was set. He wanted people to talk to each other about stuff they found in the game. And I felt like this was just an extension of that. Absolutely. 
No, I think you're totally justified in that. So I think I mentioned this in one of my earlier appearances in the Power Switch, but I don't usually get excited for Zelda games, but once I had this game in my hands, I had that realization, I'm getting a Zelda game today. Hmm. And then I played it, and I kind of just took that for granted because it plays very differently from other Zelda games, not in a bad way at all. Yeah, I mean, most other Zelda games, I I, I go back to Wind Waker, and I think like it's, it's very linear. Like you do this, and then you do this, and this, 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 and like it's done within 20 hours or something like that. But this, it's a whole different beast. Once I actually had that tunic and got to the final boss, I didn't actually put it on until I started a fighting the boss because i had like a fully leveled up ancient armor which i just oh, used to nice. eat, through, eat through things in the castle oh and i gotta take a tangent here because i gotta talk about the castle itself that was mm-hmm. actually really fun however i had bought like a hundred ancient arrows going into it just because i could <laughs> so when it would lock you in like a dungeon with a lionel i would just shoot it with an ancient arrow and go about my business done yep <laughs> that is such a good feeling to be mm-hmm. able to do that I'll just send you to a whole other dimension. Goodbye. And I agree with you. Finding that last memory on the castle does kind of uh, break the pace a little bit. It's weird. It's weird. I feel like the castle was meant to be somewhere you explore every now and then before finishing the game. I just think they should have made a different music choice for that first. Yeah. It would have been easier if they put the memory location somewhere out of the way, like somewhere you could access from early on in the game. Like the same way you can do with a Hylian shield. But having to climb up and be near the end and then find a memory and then have to go to Impa and then find the extra memory after that, that kind of broke the pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the uh, extra memory gives you a reason to find that memory last. So It was a good memory and a good like cutscene to find, yeah. yeah. Getting back to what I was going to say about uh, Holy Crap, this is a Zelda game. Yeah. When I was fighting Ganon, I didn't quite feel it then, but... After I had beaten, like, the Calamity Ganon and got into, like, the final, final part with the big pig. There's a big pig. I'm wearing a green tunic. And I'm riding on the only horse that I actually registered, which was the Epona you get from the Amiibo. Oh, nice. I had that bookending, like, oh, my God. This is the last fight of a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting big pig Ganon. Yeah. And that was very satisfying to me. I I know some people kind of feel like it's a bit of a pushover, but I don't really care. I mean... To me, the Calamity Gan was supposed to be the hard part. Yep. And it was hard enough, but I mean, I'd already been so overpowered by that point that I wouldn't really have considered anything to be that big of a challenge. True. The last fight felt enjoyable. It was a really cool looking Ganon. And I just really enjoyed that fight. It felt like a good finale of the game. It was, it was just ceremonial and, in a really appropriate way. Uh, that's, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it really just brings it all home. It's like you're playing a Zelda game. This is it. Mm-hmm. And it almost kind of mirrors the fight at the end of uh, Zelda 1. It ends with fighting Ganon. And it was cool to see that recognizable uh, Twilight Princess looking Ganon right after seeing like the weird holy crap what's wrong with you Calamity Ganon. Hmm. Yeah. I half expected to see Ganondorf before seeing Calamity Ganon. That would have been interesting, wouldn't it? I like how the room you enter kind of looks like the room from Ocarina of Time before it actually breaks. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I, I mean, all the different it reminds me of all the different uh, the screenshots that people were getting, like the uh, the shot of Lon Lon Ranch and uh, the, yep, the, I found the, that. the Sages area and for Twilight Princess and uh, oh gosh, there was even one for uh, Skyward Sword, like the Temple, uh, Skyview Temple. 
not even no not that's not right uh where impa one was. of them yeah like and all the statues look like the statue of hylia from of course Sword. yep yep definitely while we're bringing that up, I'm actually kind of disappointed that the uh, throwing movement you do for uh, the Master Sword looks like all the other throwing movements because mm. you're shooting a sword beam. That movement should have been just Link holding the sword up to the sky like in Skyward Sword. Yeah, Skyward Strike. That would have been really cool. Especially when uh, in the cutscene and they're talking about like, the voice of the sword. Uh, that was such... Straight up, you know, straight up five noises. Like, it I love total that. Callback. That was such... Yeah. That was such a direct callback while not feeling like in your face direct or anything like that. Yeah, it was that was so that good. Gave me bumps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing that I, I'm again I'm amazed we haven't brought it up yet because there's there's so much to discuss about this game. Uh, but the talk about yeah. where this falls into the timeline. I mean, it kind of feels like the end. Yeah, doesn't it? Like it's like, in a way, it's like the the timeline somehow converged on each other um I, i'd have Maybe. to do some more research in it but uh, i was watching all the story cutscenes in their narrative order again which i if you have not done i recommend doing that um because I'm, I'm thinking about doing that because it's one thing to see them all kind of out of order and you can kind of piece it together in your head but then when you go back and watch it in a chronological order of how things happen like it it makes more sense uh, in a way but when there's the, there's a part where uh, it's right at the beginning where Zelda's blessing Link, and she's referencing saying like, you know, whether it's across t- twilight, whether it's you know across time, or even in the sky or something like that. And it's just like you're naming like specific legends of other games that are, I believe, on like on if I'm not mistaken, they're on different timelines. Maybe not all three, but at least two of them. Ocarina of Time and Skyward Sword are connected to every timeline. Those mm, are the mm. Ocarina of Time is where the uh, timeline splits, and everyone before that is canon in every timeline. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I kind of feel like this has to take place after the one that has Wind Waker in it, and I can't remember if that's the one that has Twilight in it as well. Mm. But I'm not sure. All the divine beasts are named after previous characters. Three of them are named after sages. But the one in the Rito village is named after, what's her name, Medley, uh, Medley from Wind yep. Waker. Mm-hmm. And you but, have Rito and Wind Waker. Right. But it's possible there might be like some sort of a convergence of some sort. Of, we could talk about that for a long time. Too. I, I wonder. It's all part of different theories there. I like this game. However, I feel like this is kind of like Ocarina of Time, where when it came out, it was revolutionary. And Ocarina of Time is still a very good game, but it's got some obvious flaws in it now. I feel like that's what we're experiencing here. This game is very great. And it's probably going to change the way we think about Zelda for a long time. But I think in the future, once we see a few more games like this one, like this Zelda game, we'll probably look up back on this one and seeing it as being very flawed itself. Because, you know, a lot of people have mentioned things like the dungeons are kind of bland. And I can see ways they can improve the dungeons. Like, make the dungeons require only the item you get in that dungeon. And that would be a good way to make all the dungeons still free-roaming. Mm-hmm. I think this game is a great start to a new type of Zelda game, and I hope that they continue with it. Absolutely, I think yeah. that's all I, I need to say yeah. right now. I, I think people are going to look back on this game really fondly, and you know, it's it's still early, kind of in that collective consensus there. But uh, again, it's a, a conversation for another time. We look on you know game of the year twenty seventeen when we get to it at the end of the year. I'll be shocked if something dethrones this, at least as far as yeah. the industry is concerned. 
It's going to be hard to top this, although I know a lot of people are going to pick Persona 5, too. You know what? I mean, and... the way it's going right now, like, I'll probably pick Persona 5 as my personal game of the year. But if I were picking as, like, oh, an industry person and what the game of the year is, like, I would have no problem selecting Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm not going to play Persona because that's just not my kind of game. But I can definitely understand if someone's going to pick that because I can just tell from the way people talk about it. That's great. Mm-hmm. This game is definitely just very important going forward absolutely it's it's going to be one of those one of those defining titles well jesse thanks so much for calling in people can find you here on this show yeah there you go uh, i don't really have else going on <laughs> that's quite all right we're glad to have you call and thanks so much you have a good one. Oh, thank you all right and joining us from new jersey matt welcome back to the power switch hey 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 i know another uh Another fan taking a break from Persona 5. We're here to, oh, yes. here to talk about Breath of the Wild. Uh, your thoughts on it? Where do you stand with the game? I Obviously, you've, you've beaten it, but what, what are you looking at here? So I've uh, I've argued that um, I think it's... I cannot think of another game this year that will take over as game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Mario Odyssey might come close. Persona 5 is definitely coming close, but I can't foresee either of them really taking that spot. Uh, I personally feel like Breath of the Wild has changed the, or it should have changed the open world genre forever mm-hmm. um, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's and, it's enraptured the industry, really. It's it's remarkable to see all the different comments that people have on it. Capcom must be looking at this and be like, oh, fuck, what are we about <laughs> to do for Monster Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Because they're a... still doing Monster Hunter in like segmented, uh, isolated areas. Right, right. And you're seeing different games. I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda is certainly one of them where it's it's like almost like Fallout 4 in a way. They made the game in an isolated bubble and like they just didn't want to disrupt their vision. They didn't want to look at other games like new recent games for reference. Like mm-hmm. they, they released this game. It's like, oh, the, the game industry has changed. This is not how you do an open world game anymore. So, Yeah, and it's immediately noticeable. Like my first moment of like, oh, wow, that just happened was immediately when I left the the Cave of Resurrection. Uh, I turned around, saw a cliff, and just started climbing. Yeah. And whereas most other games would make you, like, go around and find the proper path to, like, climb up to the, like, to walk up to the the top of there, I climbed all the way up. Yeah, because you can't climb everything in most games. Yeah, absolutely. In most games, you can't really climb anything. Mm-hmm. And this game uh, had the guts to say, you can go everywhere. The only game that's ever really let you do that is like Assassin's Creed, but those are only in, those are always in cities. Right. So they're not as interesting to explore. And even then they have, they have like the, the map syndrome where you climb up a tower and it tells you where everything is. And then Breath of the Wild has, has the courage to demand that you look yourself for where they are. Right. Yeah. For Assassin's Creed, no, it's like you just, you point yourself in the waypoint direction. You go in a straight line and you plow through whatever's in your way. Like you have to pay attention to the world in Zelda or else it will kill you. Yes. Because there's the quote that, you know, very early on, people are like, oh, you know, Hyrule's amazing. It's, you know, it's vast, it's expansive, and it wants you dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it starts out very punishing, but, like, as you upgrade armor and stuff, like, you start to become unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, and you just start Uh, to learn the basic rules of the game, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, the combat is very reminiscent of Dark Souls. Super. Honestly. Super, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, we We can start running down the list. Sure, yeah. 
I finished with 120 shrines, 69 Korok seeds, and 27% map. Wow. Wow. I, kudos to the three of the four of you who finished all 120 shrines. I just uh, did not have the time or patience for it. Yeah, I um, I originally wasn't going to, but once I found found out that the reward was the Tunic of the Wild, I just felt like that was how it had to be done. Right, right. And so how many hours did you put in? Uh, I have 80 or more hours. Wow. So whether that's 80 hours in one second or 84 hours, 59 minutes sure. and 59 <laughs> seconds, who can tell? Right, right. It, it all becomes uh, a blur at that point anyway. There actually is a way to check your exact time, but you have to set it up beforehand. Isn't it like the parental it, controls? Yeah, the parental controls tell you exactly how much time, but you ha- it's it's not retroactive. Yeah, so you have to have had it set up already. I'm I'm not about to set parental controls on my machine. <laughs> I'm going to set it up just so I can get like exact times for future games. Fair enough. Fair but enough. obviously too late for Zelda. Yeah. So uh, I actually did not figure out cooking for a while hmm. uh, because I didn't feel like the the like the menu options for how you did it were very intuitive. Like and like, I never saw that you could like hold stuff. I didn't think it was as simple as literally just throwing it into a pot because for a while, like I was holding onto the stuff and it was just like, <laughs> well, it's like not giving me the option to cook. It's just giving me the option to pull to put these down. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like I had finished the my first dungeon by the time I figured out how to cook. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so the game does tell you this, but the thing about the Great Plateau is that it's so open that you can miss most of its tutorials very easy. So, like, one of my coworkers was like, oh, well, didn't, didn't the old man tell you how to cook when you went to his house? And I'm like, he has a house? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's like the old man gave me no guidance whatsoever because I just went out and went. Uh, I never encountered any tutorial-like stuff in the Great Plateau hmm. except for the shrines themselves. So then how did you uh, uh, solve the puzzle of staying warm? Uh, so I discovered that while you're holding a lit torch you you are slightly warmer mm-hmm. and it was just enough to to keep me from freezing and that made the, the mountain into like a stealth section because if you run or if like an enemy hits you like you can't put a, put the torch away and take out a proper weapon or it'll become unlit mm-hmm. and if there's not a fireplace like right there then you're going to be cold again so i had to like stealth my way around enemies until uh, i made my way up to the the highest point uh, of the mountain and the old man was just waiting there. He's like, hey, oh, you look pretty cold. Here, have this, uh, have the warm doublet. That's awesome. Doublet to play. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that was a very important moment for, like, when I realized, like, and the stories that everyone else is telling as to how they did that, like, this game was something significant as far as exploration and making your own story goes. And just so well thought out. Like, they figured out every variable and they, they set up the rules so well that anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm becoming reacquainted with the Great Plateau because I'm trying to learn the the speed run a little. Oh, bit. very cool, very cool. Yeah, I feel it's... like it'll be a cool party trick to pull out. Yeah, it's uh, and... it's always impressive to watch, and when you see like just new gifts on Twitter or whatever, uh, like seeing the one with the uh, the cryo uh, weapon, uh, just normally like the you'd lift the gate with it, but then someone like they got lifted up in some other way where like they just kind of leapt over a wall in a way the shield jump yeah so i think i know the one you're talking about where uh you put the you put it at your feet and stand on the pillar and then use when you shield surf you do a little a little hop in the air so they used that to hop on top of the gate and then they used cryonis to lift up the gate Mm -hmm. so that they could skip the entire shrine yeah so crazy 
That's and just... shield hopping is my favorite ex- exploit that's been found so far because it like visually looks so cool. Well, also you, you're um, seeing the uh, like the stamina, like people uh, you know climbing up and then running, up, but then like they're running to the kind of the infinite stamina glitch is laughably easy to do. Yeah, like if you tell someone that at the beginning of the game, there will like they will be able to do it for the entire game with no instruction. Hmm. So I, I guess for people who are curious, like what is it? Uh, you press down on the on the D-pad to whistle, and you hold that, and you just mash the sprint button, hmm. and you'll sprint without taking any without using up any stamina. <laughs> just mash it instead of holding it. So it's it's it is laughably easy to just sprint forever. Very good. Yeah. So uh, I guess then when you had your first four spirit orbs, what'd you go for? Stamina. Stamina, okay. Yeah, I think I maxed out my stamina bar before I started on hearts. Wow, there's so many ways to go about it. It's so interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, so like then the order of the dungeons that you went in. I went the same direction as you. Okay. Uh, Zora, Goron, Rito, and Gerudo. Very cool. Zora has the best story by far. Yes, um, yes. Because not only, like, not only is there more story there than in any other part, but the way that most of them recognize Link and like a lot of them hate him. Uh, like I thought that every section was going to be as involved where, you know, what's going on with them is intrinsically related to the world or the, what happened a hundred years ago. And that was the only area that did it. That's um, a very good point. Yeah. You kind of got spoiled by that being the first section. Yeah. The Gerudo were interesting because they had the Yiga hideout nearby. So I still liked that. Uh, the Gorons at least had a compelling character in their champion. Mm-hmm. And the Rito I just hated. Yeah. Um, like the approach where you're where you're in the air bombing Meadow was cool, but like the rest of it was just so boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the Yiga, it, I got so sick of them showing up everywhere oh, after God, I finished Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just talking to random but, NPCs and it's like, hey, I'm going to get you. Yeah, and I I really thought the the Yiga were cool up until that point, mm-hmm. and um, like I loved the Yiga hideout, and I I thought that was a really fun section. Everyone else hated it. I loved it, and then once once I fought their leader, I was like, oh, this guy's dumb. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and then they start showing up everywhere, and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. I don't like this at all. I started coming so across I, them on the road even before the Yiga hideout was even a thing that I knew of. So yeah, yeah, and that was cool. But once once they just ran like they literally just randomly show up conspicuously always when I'm fighting guardians, <laughs> I just got really sick of that. Yeah, the boss battle of the Yiga hideout was the moment where I drastically changed my opinion on them. Interesting. It was it was a super easy battle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I actually like the dungeons a lot. I feel like people would be giving them a lot less crap if they were visually different. And I I. I I do give that as a big strike against them. They are visually identical, but I feel like the way they handle puzzles, because you're given all the tools right away, they're not afraid to let these puzzles be puzzles, things that you have to figure out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually had a ton of trouble with that at first. In um, When I was at Varuta, I was going into it with the mindset of a regular Zelda dungeon. So I was like, I have to find this thing first, and then that will that will let me do everything that I need to for this dungeon. But no, I had to use Cryonis, a skill that I had from the beginning of the game and wasn't even in the back of my mind at the, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And once, once I understood that, I thought that was really cool because I thought that 
the concept that you have every tool you need for the rest of the game at the beginning of the game, let them do more with those tools. Yeah, they and, really had to think of every possible variation. I mean, when you're talking, then also with all the shrines, like just all those small little puzzles there, like use them to the fullest extent for sure. Yeah, and when, when you do all 120 shrines, like some of them are at the end of shrine quests and they just give you stuff. And some of them are just tests of strength. Mm-hmm, yep. But most every puzzle shrine was really, really cool because it made you think about about the tools that you have differently. And I really loved that. I, I think that this game handled the concept that you could do everything in any order way better than Link Between Worlds did. Because mm-hmm. Link Between Worlds like kind of didn't go all in. They didn't commit to it. Like They still had, you need this item for this dungeon, and that will be that item for that dungeon. You just had to go rent it first. So they set up the idea that you could do everything in any order without taking advantage of it. Whereas Breath of the Wild let you do everything in any order and did cool things that they could only do with that concept. They made you use every power on the Shaka slate in every dungeon, in every step of the game. And I kept forgetting it because I was, I was just so... I wasn't accustomed to the idea that I would be using the same tools throughout the entire game in new ways to solve new puzzles. So I, I kept thinking it was really cool the entire way through. Yeah. As far as Master Sword and then the final push to Hyrule Castle, what was that like for you? So Master Sword, I made a conscious decision not to get it until after um, I beat the final dungeon. Mm-hmm. So I stopped turning in my orbs for hearts once I calculated, okay, if I finish every Divine Beast, I will have exactly enough hearts for the Master Sword. And then I didn't I didn't get more until I finished that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew that once I had an unbreakable weapon, it would change the way that I played the game. Right. And it wasn't quite as unbreakable as I was hoping, but it still it still did definitely change the way that I thought about things mm-hmm. because I, I pull it out for stronger stuff because I know that I'm not going to really lose anything from it. And I just use it to cut down trees <laughs> until I until I learned after I had finished uh, the side quest where you need like a thousand pieces of wood for it that you can just bomb trees and it will oh, wow. any weapon durability. Wow. That's good to know. <laughs> And as for the castle itself, uh, I decided to go in through the front door. But not only just walk in through the front door and walk my way up, I decided, and I, I'll, I'll pop this picture down here from Twitter, <laughs> that I was going to, to ride Epona all the way up to the top. You sure did. <laughs> you know, Epona, even though she's not canonically part of this game because she's part of the Amiibo, I felt like it was right to, you know, have the the tunic of the wild, the master sword, the Hylian shield, and Epona all the way up there. Like Jesse was was talking about, it's like that's the end of the Zelda game. And I didn't realize at the time that Epona would be part of the final boss. Which yeah, was that was cooler. awesome. That was so cool too. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I mean, Epona wasn't my horse. I mean, I had I had a blue horse that I mounted at the beginning of the game. I called it Roach because uh, mm-hmm. Witcher three, and th- that was cool to see the same horse come back for sure. Yeah. And uh, what, just while I'm uh, quickly talking about Amiibo and pictures that I have on Twitter, I have this one here because my coworker bought some NFC tags and spoofed some Amiibo that don't exist yet. Oh, and uh, apparently yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the Fierce Deity armor is in the game. Yeah, sure is. There are rumors that they're going to come out with a few more uh, like 30th anniversary, like a, a Majora's Mask, a Skyward Sword, and uh, no, there's one more. But that would make sense, like why they have the data there for it yep there is the fierce deity mask uh tunic and 
boots and the fierce deity sword alongside the uh, the skyward cap tunic and boots and the skyward sword. Hmm. That makes that's really cool. Yeah. Since that looks like the blood moon, it's also reminding me how fucking just like it was so frustrating. There, there is a shrine quest where you need it to be a blood moon. Really? Oh man. Yes, I was actually in the middle of like planning that because at that time I was trying. Uh, I'd already decided I'm getting all 120 shrines, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to control this. So I was like, I knew where the shrine was, and I was testing a bunch of different routes for how I could like just warp there and bolt to the shrine as soon as I saw the blood moon. Hmm. And it's like I was testing things and timing things, and I saw a fucking blood moon. So I sprinted over there, and I made it just in time. I counted. I had 13 seconds to spare. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And the, the blood moon happened way too much. I, you know, at least skip the cut scene if you've seen it multiple times. It's like in, uh, yeah. in Skyward Sword, uh, where you know every time you pick up a rupee, and it's like, oh, every time you, you know, go into the game, we have to show you that this is a, a, really a, a five- piece a blue rupee that's worth five okay yeah. oh this is you know you're getting this new item again like i have i have 20 of them why are you showing me like it's a new thing so yeah i also feel like the game doesn't like explain the blood moon in quite the right way because i assumed that it was oh when the blood moon happens everything becomes stronger i got my first blood moon in zora's domain i was like okay let's warp to the to the great plateau and just fight some stuff hmm. uh, and i was very mistaken yeah Sometimes like it didn't affect me at all, but then you see the stories of like, oh, a blood moon came out while you were fighting Ganon. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sucks. A blood moon came out while I was like trying to clear an area of enemies, and it's like, oh, well, time to do that again. <laughs> oh boy, any uh, any final thoughts or stories that you have from your Breath of the Wild adventure? I would say that even though it takes forever. I feel like it is a really rewarding experience to go through all the shrines and experience all the cool things that they have going on in them because there's there's a lot of really clever puzzles in them. It's not just about collecting everything and getting everything. I feel like there is a, a genuinely cool part of the game that most people are missing by not doing all the shrines. Um, and yeah, it'll it'll take a while. So it's mm-hmm. almost like that's a whole other game in itself. But are you, you know, referring like, to Eventide Island? Not just Eventide Island. Okay. Like, like the process of getting every shrine gave mm-hmm. me so many new things to do. But okay. I loved Eventide Island. I've heard a lot of cool things about it. It's something I did not do, but like that's it sounds challenging. Eventide Island doesn't take a while. It's like twenty minutes. Mm. But I f- I feel like you know in the summer when there's a lot fewer games coming out, you know even if you have very few very little time to play games, it would be worth it to go back and just experience all those different puzzles and all the different quests to open up shrines. I, f- I feel like it's a really cool thing. It's good to know. So if you're listening to this during the summer, maybe consider pulling Breath of the Wild back out. And yeah, I mean we talked about it a bit. I think it's it's I think it's a clear game of the year, you know nominee for sure, and uh, it's going to be tough to beat it for a winner. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I don't think that anything will beat it for me because people are saying Persona 5 because it's you know it's a big game with a, a groundbreaking story, and I can agree with that. But my personal tastes are that this game does a better job with being a game because it, I, I built my own stories in it, and I explored a world rather than being given something that 
I, I feel like I got something out of this game that I couldn't have gotten from watching it on YouTube, even though Persona won't let us watch it on YouTube. <laughs> right. Very good point. Well, Matt, we can find you on Twitter. I believe it's at Grimace Do Menace. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to plug? Not really. I'm not doing anything nowadays. That's cool. I have, I have a real person job now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Well, you, you post cool screenshots on Twitter and uh, have insightful thoughts there, so <laughs> check those out. Thanks so much for calling in. Really appreciate your thoughts on Breath of the Wild. Of course, and it's great to be here. Absolutely. You have a great night. Thank you. You too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at PowerSwitchPod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you can participate in our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community. In these early months of the show, it'll be easier than ever to have your voice heard on this podcast. That'll do it for this spoiler cast for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We hope whenever you listen to this that it, if it finds you well, that you enjoyed your time with Breath of the Wild. So leave a comment, tweet at us, you know, kind of share your thoughts on this game i look forward to doing more spoiler casts in the future uh if i were hosting it it would be games that i would beat as well uh, we'll see if anyone gets around to playing mass effect andromeda i know we'll definitely have a persona 5 one we have lots of people in our community who are playing through that at least at the moment and uh we'll we'll have one for that certainly but uh, i think it's a good idea to you know kind of at least a month give people a time to beat the game and then kind of put our thoughts together on, on the game that we experienced and kind of have it marketed at a point in time in a way. So hopefully you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, on the power switch on our normal episodes. We have shows on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then, you know, during the week, if any big game news comes up. So whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, Game on.